Welcome to your football fantasy. Alrighty, what's up, scab eaters? Look, you ever, as a kid, make a big old pile of leaves, go jump in it, roll around in it with your friends, and then find out, right after you've rolled through this pile that's almost decimated now, that you made the pile right on top of a big load of dog shit. You got a little bit of it on your face, a little bit of it on your glove, maybe you wiped it on your face. Anyway, that's how I feel right now. I feel like I've just rolled in a pile of leaves, had a great time, and come up with dog shit on my face. I don't feel like I need to explain that any further. So let's jump into the Tuesday episode of Your Football Fantasy. Dwee's Nuts here, ready to give you the names you need to target in your waiver wire on this waiver wire day. We're getting pretty late in the season. It's starting to get to desperation time for some of you. A lot of you are fighting for your playoff spot. Maybe you're four and five, maybe you're five and four right on that cusp. Maybe you're three and six and you're you're kind of needling through some potential roads to the playoffs, desperate for a couple of players that might help you push you over. Then again, maybe you're one of these teams that's kicking ass and you're thinking, hey, I need to just shore up a couple of spots on my team so that come playoff time, if anything should happen to any of my studs, I have a backup plan. Either way, We've got some names for you. As I am in desperation mode in most of my leagues, I am going to angle most of these guys there. But let's jump into it here. Likely the number one guy on your waiver wire this week is going to be Anthony Miller, wide receiver rookie from the Chicago Bears. He had a big week this week. Uh, Out-touched and out-scored Taylor Gabriel, the other guy that does a lot of the same things on this team. Had one nice deep catch, scored Uh, In fact, he's got three touchdowns in the last five games, guys. More to the point, he's got a touchdown in every other game that he's played all year long. He missed one due to injury in the bye. Otherwise, he's scored a touchdown in every other game. So maybe not next week. Maybe we don't expect him to score next week. He's playing against the Minnesota Vikings, third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So he might have a tough time next week. But this is probably somebody you should go and swoop up. Anyway, look, he's had over six targets in each of the last four games. He's he's improving, whereas Taylor Gabriel may not be uh, doing quite the same. He's fallen off. A little bit of target numbers here, opportunity share. Gabriel had seven targets on average in the first four games. Miller had less than four targets on average in those four. Gabriel, in the second four, the last four games of the season here, has averaged five targets per game. And Miller's had six and a half targets per game. So it looks like it appears as though it's Miller who's taken over as this utility-wide receiver, maybe even the deep guy on this team. Gabriel was a hot add early on because of his target share and his occasional deep ball or touchdown. I think Anthony Miller is going to um, finish the season well ahead of Gabriel in most numbers on this Chicago Bears team, which, look, I, I still don't feel great about my Bears, but they're scoring points. And when you got a team scoring points, you want pieces from that team on your offense. So uh, worth going after. It's probably going to cost quite a lot of your fab if you've got any left. Maybe not worth that. But uh, take a look, throw out a number, and see what happens. If we move over to the running back position, I've got a few names here that I really, really don't like. But I'm going to give them to you anyway. Um, In my league, I'm scratching and clawing for running backs. You probably are scratching and clawing for running backs at this point in the year, maybe one or two guys has uh, wealth of running backs and everybody else is struggling. One name that I have to put out because I feel like you can't ignore it is Rashad Penny. I know, Rashad Penny. But with Chris Carson out, Mike Davis coming off a pretty nice performance, 
it was Rashad Penny who got the bulk of the touches. 12 carries for Rashad Penny to 11 for Davis. 108 yards and a touchdown for Penny. He had a great game. He looked really good. He looked explosive. He looked like the guy that they drafted to be on this team in the first fucking round. Let's not forget he was drafted in the first round of the draft this year. Carson's status is still up in the air. Yes, he was game time decision last week. Likely to be game time decision again this week. It does play on Thursday night, so there's a chance that they leave him out of the game. Carson, that is. If that's the case, Rashad Penny, Mike Davis, again, these guys are going to get the bulk of the work. One of the two of them after this past week, you know, they both had good games, but Rashad Penny looked like the coaches wanted him out there more than they wanted Davis, even if Davis had proven all year that he belonged. So you got to add him. You got to just see what happens. If you've got a roster spot, throw him in there. Because if he ends up taking a lot of the work here, and think about this, this is Seattle. In Seattle, when a running back gets hurt and another one steps in, doesn't matter. When that other guy comes back, he does not win his job back. They stay with whoever's doing well until that running back gets hurt. That's the history of this team. That's why so many of these names. Think about last year, Carson and Davis. This is why, Procise, this is why they had all opportunities, and they keep those opportunities. Another running back that I hate to say out loud on this show, but I have to, for those of us that are desperate, Doug Martin. Look, since since Marshawn Lynch has been out, he's had 13, 11, and 15 carries. That's three double-digit carry games in a row. It means he's a starting running back in the NFL. There's not a lot more that you can say for the guy, but that's important. That's valuable in fantasy football, even for a team as bad as the Oakland Raiders. I'm not going to touch Doug Martin, but if you are absolutely desperate, having a starting running back in the NFL on your fantasy roster may give you a little bit of comfort in case somebody gets hurt or in these last few bye weeks here, he could be a potential fill-in. Last running back I'm going to give to you this week, and this is maybe a one-week-only call. That's Jalen Samuels. We don't know how quickly James Conner is going to work through the concussion protocol. Left that game, came back into that game, left again. He is now in that protocol. If he misses this week, it's going to be Jalen Samuels that steps in and gets the opportunity. He wasn't particularly good in relief this week for the Steelers, but he's the guy. He's the only guy. He did score a touchdown. He caught a few passes last week, so maybe worth having. Now, maybe Maybe you're a team that doesn't really need a running back, but the really cool thing about Jalen Samuels is his dual position availability in at least Yahoo. You can plug him into your tight end spot, and if he ends up being the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, let's be honest, that position is a valuable fantasy football position, the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you can plug that into your tight end spot, hey, fucking lock up a win, right? All right, let's move off of the running back position. Let's look at the tight end end position. Now, uh, this is not necessarily a season-long guy. Maybe another speculative ad here. Maybe just a streamer for this week. But I'm looking at Gerald Everett of the Los Angeles Rams. You know, this week, Everett got a season high in targets. It was only five. Season high in yards. I believe it was 48 yards, which isn't a ton. It's not really something that you're looking to put into your starting lineup. But he does get to play Kansas City this week, giving up the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. Cooper Cup tore his ACL, gone for the year. Cooper Cup, that slot guy who took a lot of the same targets in that same side of the field, that same part of the field as a tight end like Gerald Everett would. So, you know, maybe it opens up for him a little bit. It did in the game this past week with Cup out. 
Hence the increase in targets. If he does get an increase in targets, if he does get an increase in red zone opportunity, end zone opportunity, look, maybe worth an add, at least as a streamer this week. Not a great schedule moving forward past this week, but if you can get your streamer now, why not? Another streamer that I want to talk about this time at the quarterback position, Marcus Mariota is, is, look, after this past week, people are going to be looking to him as a must add for their team if they're struggling at quarterback or if they're streaming quarterbacks. This week, Mariota gets to play the Colts. The Colts have given up 240 yards and multiple touchdowns to the following quarterbacks on the year. Andy Dalton, Deshaun Watson in week two when he wasn't playing well, Tom Brady, Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, Blake Bortles. Not a lot of great names on that list. Mariota's playing better. His quarterback rating has improved every week since the week six loss to Buffalo. He's completing 71% of his passes in that span. Yeah, they're not throwing it a ton still, but that's in large part because their defense is playing so damn well. Corey Davis had a big blow-up game this week. I don't think he's going to have another one of those for a while, but... The team is improving. Mariota's getting this feeling back in his fingers. He's starting to play more confidently. I don't know that he's a rest-of-season kind of guy, but this week he sounds like a great streaming option at only 40-some percent owned. Now the quarterback at 40-some percent owned, and this guy might be a rest-of-season sort of, sort of quarterback for you. That's Baker Mayfield. 45% owned. Multiple touchdowns in each of the last four games. Still hasn't had that 300-yard multiple touchdown game that we were looking for, but... The offense is improving under Kitchens. That is evident and obvious, not only in the statistics, but as you watch these games. The Browns beat the Falcons this week, for crying out loud. I said he might be good for uh, the rest of season. Part of the reason is the schedule that he's got. Earlier in the year, Bullfrog talked about how easy the Browns' schedule was as far as at least quarterback position goes. Look, he still gets to play Cincinnati twice. The Cincinnati Bengals are really bad, guys. Their defense is really really bad. Yes, today they said it looks like Hugh Jackson's going to come back and coach with Marv Lewis for the remainder of the year and try to improve that defense. But right now, Baker Mayfield and the Browns are doing better. They've got some nice cush games coming up. He's got a bye this week, so don't necessarily, you know, throw a whole lot of fab at him this week. Uh, But coming into week 12, There's going to be a run on Baker Mayfield in your waiver wire. If you have a roster spot that you can stash him for a week over the buy so that you have him and you don't have to use any fab dollars, you don't have to use a waiver priority to get him. Good time to swoop him up now so that you can have him at the very least as a streamer in week 12 in his first game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But maybe somebody that can give you an option into your fantasy playoffs should you be lucky enough to make it there. So there's some guys. I'm going to look real quick at the Thursday night preview. Looks like we have another good Thursday night game. The Green Bay Packers travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, It's two good Thursday night games in a row, guys. This is exciting stuff. So the starts and sits are pretty obvious in this game, right? Obviously, you're going to start Russell Wilson. Um, I like Tyler Lockett this week again. I like a Seattle Seahawks running back against a Green Bay running defense. That's not real good. And we know that Seattle likes to run the shit out of the ball. Who's that going to be? I don't know. Keep your eye on it moving into Thursday. Uh, If it's Chris Carson, you probably can't get him, but I'd start him if you have him and he's playing. Mike Davis, Rashad Penny, either one of these guys, whoever ends up getting the work, I I like this week against that team. On the other side of the field, Aaron Rodgers is a go. Devontae Adams is an obvious start. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 
I like him again this week. Yes, the Seahawks are better against wide receivers than a lot of teams they've faced, but you can't deny that Rodgers likes throwing him the ball. Aaron Jones, again, he's going to have a tough matchup against Seattle, but he broke out, guys. He is finally coming into his own, getting the work from the coaches that everybody's known he deserved all along. So you can't sit him. Really, the only guy, the only the only potential starter that I think you need to sit um, on the Packers is Jimmy Graham. He's just not getting a ton of work in the last few weeks. Seattle is second best against tight ends on the year. So so maybe sit him on your bench. Doug Baldwin, if you've got him, probably can drop him at this point. He's a he's a third ride receiving. Uh, scoring option on the team, you know, he's just not. He's he's just he's he hurt himself again. He's too too fucking injured, too old, uh, just not there anymore. I I like Seattle winning this game at home. One because it's in Seattle. That's a really tough place to go and play, but also because Green Bay is floundering. See at where Seattle is really coming into their own. I do think it's a close game because Aaron Rodgers is there. They can always score points even against those tough defenses. Uh, I got this game going twenty seven. 23 Seattle's way in a really exciting game to watch. So uh, there you go. You know, good advice, bad advice. Only time will tell. Take what you like. Do with it what you want. And uh, if if you're not interested, fine. Fuck off and find something else to do. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.